From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. Hey, you. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold beer and let's get after it. Tailgate again. <laughs> almost done with it. Um, yeah, right. I saw how many we had left, bro. We're not almost done. <laughs> oh. And I am not complaining. That yeah. sounded like a complaint and <laughs> it was absolutely not. Don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver to get all the apparel you need. Check us out on Patreon to see all the behind-the-scenes content. And go over to YouTube, where there will be lots of goodies coming up within the next couple months that we'll get into a little bit later. But first, how you been this week, bud? Good, man. Working a lot, obviously. Um, helped your mom move this weekend, so that was, uh, I mean... Moving's never fun, but yeah. I mean, it was moving. It wasn't yeah. as Luckily, bad as it can Luckily, all the big stuff, be. the moving company's getting, so we just had a lot of boxes. And, exactly. It was yeah. more driving than it was anything, yeah. you know, so, but yeah, it was fun. Uh, got to check out the new studio. Dude, it's going to be dope. Yeah. We're going to have a, have a blast in there, man, so... Looking forward to it. What about you? Anything? Uh, well, I, same as that, man. Yeah. Just resting up. You know, it's I've, I've been going nonstop the last, you know, two months now getting ready for this move. So it's good to finally, I had a, took a day to day, you know, before this and just kind of relaxed a bit. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm usually working six and seven days a week these days. So, um, so this coming up week, obviously Monday will be my birthday. Yeah. We're technically off on Friday and, um, uh, 4th of July on, on Saturday. So, you know, going to do my, going to do my uh, little party, man. Yeah, so, it's gonna be yeah. Dope. So we're going to have a, have us a good little time. Um, but I, uh, put in for a day, uh, on Monday on my actual <laughs> birthday. Don't know if I'll take it all, but <laughs> it's the possibility. My boss was begging. She's like, come on, man, take a day yeah. off. And I'm like, yeah, you going to supplement my paycheck if I, <laughs> um, no, but, um, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Stephanie's going to be off. So we're going to have some, uh, you know, some enjoyable time together and maybe, maybe go to Satco, dude. I haven't really decided what I, what I want to do. So yeah, excited. But, all right. So let's get into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. Right, so it was the draft lottery since the last time we saw you guys. Dumb. And yeah, so let's do a quick rundown. Uh, just to remind the view, uh, the listeners from last week, you thought Buffalo was going to have the number one pick. I um, said Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, but you were wrong too. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, with number eight coming in last place was Buffalo. Yeah, well, I went, you know, I went with the dark horse, buddy, yeah. and so at least I didn't. At least I didn't lose with twenty five percent chance to. I guess when we didn't yeah. technically know that you, it was impossible for both of us to win. <laughs> In fairness, you're first up on the dock. I, I was red first. So <laughs> do we count that? I do. Uh, but so at number seven, New Jersey, number six, Anaheim, number five, Ottawa, four, Detroit, three is Ottawa that they got from San Jose, number two, Los Angeles, and the real bummer, 
Number one is a team to be determined from a team that loses in the qualifying rounds of the playoffs. They and of the teams that loses, each team has a twelve and a half percent chance of getting the pick. So, in other news, Detroit has a higher number pick than they did wins. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not true. They won like seven games. Yeah, (laughs) but so uh, just a fun little fact. Team E is what they call the to-be-determined team. They had a 2.5% chance of uh, picking first, so that's the biggest jump in NHL history from uh, being projected to pick 12 all the way to 1. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, maybe in a week or two we'll discuss how we think we could fix the draft lottery. We're not going to get in that today. Well, the way to fix it would be not have a team in the playoffs get the number one yeah, pick. That I mean, would, I mean starting pretty off right simple. There, yeah. Pretty simple. Pretty, <laughs> you know, I mean, this isn't rocket science, Bobby. Uh, a playoff team winning a pick, a top pick is the dumbest thing in any sports. And yeah. avid listener Ryan Sassa texted me and was like, the NHL is the dumbest league ever. I forgot about the draft lottery, so I didn't know what he was talking about. And I was like, even dumber than the MLB? And he was like, yeah, they uh, they gave the top pick to a playoff team. Like, what a dumb, what a dumb thing like, to do. Like, there's a chance that Toronto and Chicago or, or Chicago could have the number one pick. Imagine right. Toronto getting the number one pick. Uh, honestly, though, honestly, though, can we be fair? Having Toronto or... Chicago get the number one pick is a perfect opportunity. That means they lost in the playoff round. Yeah. So, but that also means the Preds have a chance to get the number one pick. Hey, if we lose the Yotes, go Yotes, baby. <laughs> honestly, yeah, right. It it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't actually. As far as a team, uh, uh, being a fan of a team that's in the playoffs, there. You know, I mean, it doesn't hurt too bad to uh, to root for. You know, I'm obviously not going to root for a playoff loss, but like if you do get that playoff loss, at least you then have something else yeah. to look forward to. I mean, that's if the NHL is gonna gonna listen to me and deal with this with irresponsibility. That's very key. <laughs> that's very key to all this. So yeah, we'll talk about uh, a little bit about what maybe we would do to fix the draft lottery. I think that we've pretty much covered it all, but. Yeah, you know, we'll go into a little more point. details. Yeah, definitely. But all right, so that about wraps it up. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. All right, so the NBA season to start on July 30th. They're looking at 71 to 75 games. Some teams are going to play more than others, with, and that's with the eight seeding games for the playoffs. The games will be played at ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex at Disney World Resort uh, near Orlando, which Orlando is getting pretty bad. The the coronavirus numbers there are getting pretty dangerous, so I'd be surprised if they didn't move that or just cancel it altogether. It's almost almost as dangerous as people in Florida. (laughs) Yeah, almost. (laughs) So as far as the playoff situation, uh, the seven teams in each conference with the best records, which are regular season games plus seeding games, will have clinched a playoff spot. The usual tiebreaker scenarios will be in place for those seeds. The eighth seed could potentially come down to a play-in tournament. What are your thoughts on the NBA coming back? Oh, uh, man, the NBA, NBA, because basketball is the way it is, there is just so many opportunities for it to just not look bad. You know, yeah. I mean, you could do a ginormous tournament and say, oh, this is for the championship this year or something. So, I mean... I'm, I mean, again, it goes back to the fact that, look, let's just quarantine them all. 
give them all coronavirus and then boom we're all good but no but in all seriousness i'm excited for for potential basketball it the biggest thing is is the fans that uh, obviously if these guys accept the risks to go and play and they're quarantining appropriately and they're not out getting other people sick the thing is when you get 30 to 40 to 50,000 people in one area using all the same facilities and and walking and touching and being in close proximity to one another that's where a lot of the danger comes and then them going out into the world yeah um so there's definitely ways to to do this responsibly and again we've talked about it man you start a sport right now i'm i'm freaking in dude yeah. i'm not even i don't even care cam newton to the patriots one year league minimum deal with up to seven and a half million incentives war eagle baby at <laughs> war eagle um really puts a little you know hitch in my my dynasty league because i've been been carrying jared stidham in hopes that i mean again it's dynasty it's not like i'm gonna go out and drop him now because i mean he still has that opportunity it's a one-year deal we've you know we've seen the injuries that plague uh cam newton but um i mean i think it's a good fit yeah. i think that uh um, i mean the I patriots spent, a good opportunity in the offseason, they spent the most amount of money on their guards yeah so they're gonna protect him yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the thing is, is he going to sit in the pocket and throw? And that's just traditionally not him. So no. I'd have spent more money on tackles if you're going to go go get <laughs> uh, get Cam Newton. But seriously, I mean, the, the this couldn't have worked out better for both parties, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, getting to go to play for Bill Belichick, who's going to scheme up. He schemes to the players he has. There's some coaches that this is my philosophy. This is the way we play football. And those and coaches don't have six rings. <laughs> and you're dumb yeah. because you play to the players you have, not to my philosophies always work. Yeah, maybe when you had Tom Brady, your your <laughs> philosophy worked, but you don't have Tom Brady anymore. Um, so I think that it works out perfectly for both Cam and uh, the Patriots. Gets an opportunity to showcase some talent if they want to keep him around. They can if uh, if he wants to showcase some talent and go play somewhere else. Awesome, you know. So maybe a good opportunity for Jarrett Stidham to play behind a an MVP quarterback. Would love to see Cam come to the Redskins. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you would if you, you know, it, I'm sure that you would love to see another quarterback get hurt and be out for the year, you know? <laughs> um, so I'm, you know, I'm rooting for him. Obviously, we, we, have, a a type big, in, we have a type in we DC. We have a type. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hold on, buddy. Are you going to be good for longevity How's of the, the league? Knees? Not yeah. real good. Oh, we got a place for you. How, oh, you have really good knees? Ron, get the baseball back. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I Obviously, this is a, a good opportunity, and you know me, big Cam fan. I got my Auburn hat on right now, for goodness sake, man. So uh, I, it'll be hard to, I root for him to do well as a player, and him to lose every game that he's a part of. Is that, uh, <laughs> yeah. is that easy? You know, easy to that understand. Works. So uh, because I won't cheer for the Patriots to win a game. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Patriots hater. So. But I will cheer for him to do well. Well, then you're going to love this next uh, topic. Bring it in. Patriots punished for their TV crew filming a Bengals and Browns game uh, back in December. Uh, the whole story, it's been a while, man. The, yeah. the investigation took a long time. I'm pretty sure the TV crew was filming for a show mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. got caught yeah, see, doing something it's, fishy. You know, it's always these. And I'm just I'm just telling you sure, what their excuse sure, was. Sure, sure, sure. The problem is, is that maybe that is factually accurate. The first three times. 
but exactly. <laughs> yeah. But when you have, when it's been time and time again that it's continuously happened, I mean, they got out. They got out of there like a bandit, dude. And you have to think: Are they just? Is Kraft just saying, "Hell, I'll pay the fine, a million dollar fine, and a third round pick"? <laughs> yeah. Like we do all of our money making in the sixth round, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's uh, th- if they th- really th- wanted to punish them, they'll take round six <clears throat> and seven picks from them, or give them a postseason ban. You know, like, I mean, we're at the point now where it is very clear that, like, look, you're not going to punish us for cheating. And uh, why not continue to cheat? I mean, you know, it's not like I'm I'm sitting here saying, well, the Patriots are the only team. I'm really digging this voice today, I guess. Uh, The Patriots are the only team doing this kind of stuff. No, I'm sure lots of teams are doing it. Yeah. So there's this this website. I can't remember now, but it 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 pin it points every single my new, whether how, no matter how big or small every team has ever done. Yeah. And it shows like, and everyone thinks, oh, because the Patriots on the news that they are the most cheating team. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like Atlanta maybe or Minnesota. Like they, they do like, they don't do like, they do so much like this kind of thing like this. The difference Minnesota is gets they don't, doing the, but the difference is six rings. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, but the spotlight's not on don't, them. Don't yeah. care. I don't care if you cheat and lose. I mean, you know, I've, don't I mean I don't want you to cheat obviously but again it make makes a big difference when you can't even cheat right yeah you cheat and you win then you're cheating the system you're cheating yeah. us you're cheating sports gamblers you're cheating everybody that's involved in the in the sport and so I'm a I mean it's it's very clear that if if Roger Goodell I mean, the worst thing that's happened to them is Brady got six games for, you know, for the deflate gate game. And I mean, that's pretty much the worst. Like it didn't even, it wasn't even any team repercussion. I mean, yeah. there, there probably were, but again, nothing notable, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's proven time and time again, Robert Kraft got in more trouble for getting a handy yeah. at, uh, at a, at a rub and tug. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I think the biggest issue is, and Listen, I'm a Patriots fan, mm-hmm. but I'm not I don't, I don't sit here and just blindly defend sure. them no matter what. When they screw up, you know, there have been You'll t- take the rings, there, there, have but- been, there have been times in the past when they have when people have claimed that they cheated. And I do defend them because it's like, all right, that's the they, it is not as it looks. The Flategate, I was like, oh, there's fi- I mean, it's fishy. Yeah. yeah. The, the, this filming thing, I'm like, oh, OK, they're filming a Bengals game. They shouldn't have done it. <laughs> they shouldn't have done yeah. it. By letter of the law, they cheated on that. Going to get in trouble. How I much mean, did they really gain from that? Yeah, well, I mean, it was a Bengals-Browns yeah. game, yeah. for goodness sake. Like, what the heck were they even doing and the in thing, Ohio? And, and the whole thing was, they, it's not like they were filming something they weren't supposed to. They were just filming from somewhere. They could have been in a designated area, which was like a little bit to the right or to the left in a different room. Mm-hmm. But the TV crew, they claimed the TV guys were like, oh, we didn't know the rules. We're just a, we're just an independent TV crew. Yeah, that makes so it way that makes it way more fishy to me, not less. You know, yeah. like no, because no, it's still of, fishy. Sure, sure. But, but it's beca- not like they were not allowed to film it at all. They were allowed to film it, just not like not where they were. That's why when people say, Oh, well, they they that's why they win so much, it's like, well, you know, they, they they could have filmed it just a little bit, you know, not in that position. It's more semantics. Yeah, but but uh, but there's a there's a reason for the positioning yeah. because you're filming a certain spot. You're seeing play cards and the way cameras are nowadays. I mean, we could, we could be a mile away and zoom right in on yeah, people's yeah, stuff. Yeah. So that there, there's a reason for that. And again, it goes back to, it could have happened to anybody. Sure. But it happened but to it the six time champions. It happened to not only the six time champion, but the team that we're talking about, the team that got in trouble that have been in trouble for filming teams before when they weren't supposed to so that's that's where the 
But I mean, again, no, no harm, no foul. A 2021 yeah. third round pick. Yeah, I think the biggest deal is that you know the the ratings drop so much without the Patriots in in the playoffs. Yeah, as I mean, far as viewership goes, I don't know how true that is. Obviously, it's difficult for it would be difficult, and we'll need to do a little research to find out TV ratings. But I mean, not big enough to matter. You know, that's more what I'm saying. So, um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see. I mean, uh, there would be a lot of happy fan bases and probably some folks that have boycotted the nfl due to the fact that oh they're not going to do anything about cheating and so i'm not going to watch it anymore type of stuff so maybe it brings back all seven of those people (laughs) um but no i mean it's just to a point though where when you're not actually punishing people for cheating then cheating can happen and will continue to happen until it's till it's done same with baseball you've basically rob manfred has basically said it doesn't matter if you cheat as long as you win. And so that's more. Now, what if they just came in and said, screw it. Every team can record anything, anytime they gave everyone a fair playing field. There you go. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, Uh, obviously it seems like that's going to happen sooner rather than him actually levying real punishments on teams. Absolutely. And, and so not again, we're not sitting here saying every team is following the letter of the law, but again, there's one major team that continues to get in trouble for doing this. So yeah. if you really don't care about punishing them, then just open season it. Yeah. All right. So it's time to move into what we're talking about today. And we've got a special treat for you today. We're going to be pretty much doing a Seattle fantasy expansion draft. It's going to be a, uh, a five part series. Here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to do an expansion draft for Seattle, except for we're going to follow all the same rules, except for one thing. In our draft here, teams are not going to be protecting yeah. anybody. We get to take anybody we want, and me and Bobby are going to take separate players from the team. So we're going to be building our roster, which can will consist of 14 forwards, 9 defensemen, and 3 goalies. And the only team we're not pulling from is Vegas yeah. because because in the actual expansion draft, they're not pulling from Vegas either. Which I don't agree with in the because, I mean, they went to the Stanley Cup. They should have had been they like, did. listen, if you don't make the playoffs, sure. no, you don't get things. But you went, you went to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, you're eligible to be ta- have players taken from you. So we're going to do Pacific, the Pacific Division today. Uh, then we'll follow it up with the Central, the Metro and the Atlantic. And then on uh, episode five of this five-part series, we are going to build our roster. Lines one to four, three defense and we're going to have to cut some players. Three, well, I would just say we don't even have to cut them because we're, they'll just be on our bench okay. ready to go. You know what I'm saying? That's essentially cutting them. But yeah. how are we going to put them together? Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this. I've actually done all my research for every team. So there's a lot of things that go into yeah. it. I've only had time to do research different. on just that division. Yeah, so. see, that's kind of what I did. I, I, you know, I was going to do, but then I was like, go ahead and do all four of the teams so you kind of know where you need yeah. to be and who you need to take. And I... Of course, I I had already done my research on Vegas. Good, <laughs> good. Yeah. So for the hell of it, why don't we before we flip the coin? Since we can't take it, why don't we just do Vegas right now? Who? So who would you take from Vegas? I did not do Vegas at all. But man, that's a really tough question. Um, and again, it's so weird that we're doing it like this because rosters are going to be built yeah. weirdly. Uh, I would say Mark Stone would be a good would, potential yeah. option. Um, 
you know, I'm not hating on William Carlson either. Old Wild Bill, he's kind of re- had a resurgence there. Uh, Shea Theodore, not a not a bad option. Depending on what you need, I mean, Ryan Reeves, uh, if you need a bruiser type of guy. Um, but I mean, again, you need a goalie, potentially yeah. Robin Leonard. You know, I mean, it's it's really going gonna to be up in the air. Oh yeah, well he's old, so well, I'm, you, you said that you were going to build just for to win this year. Yeah, I said that, but that was to, <laughs> that was to make that was to make you do some crazy re. No, and there I have players on here that are win now yeah. type of guys, but I also got some youth in there yeah. type of stuff that um, if I was between a couple guys on, to put on my list, youth was a factor that yeah. I played into. I think I would have gone with patches. Just um, yeah. Yeah, sixty six points. You know, not not old, but not young. You know, got some. He has a, so some, streaky is my thing with him, and I'm you know I'm trying to get I'm trying to get consistency. That's well, what me as a coach. Put him right there on the third for. line, fourth line. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but see, and now that's also something you have to weigh. Some of these guys are not third and fourth line players, so. But that's what that's yeah. what's going to make this so fun and interesting yeah. because yeah, we're probably going to have a superstar lineup, but then you got to on part five when we got to build an actual lineup who goes where this player needs to play here you know so so what we're gonna do is there's no we're not going out of order you can you you can go any team you want uh in your pick and in the pacific division uh so obviously you know if you go calgary or and then i don't have to go calgary till the very end because i know you can't pick anybody else from there right so why don't you go ahead and uh you flip and i call sure i'll go heads all right, heads it is. You get the first pick of our 14-pick draft. Really? It's tough. This pick comes down between Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Let's be honest here, yeah. I think. I mean... Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go mean, with the guy who, younger, uh, better point percentage, Connor McDavid. Yeah, obviously that was going to be my first overall pick too. But landing on Leon Dreisaitl as your as your I'm not going to take him obviously. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. That is who I'm going to take, but that will be my uh my ninth pick probably. Just yeah. to say, oh, I had to take old Dreisaitl on the you know, the final pick. Um, okay, so that kind of leaves me wide open here. And again, Pacific was really the worst team to start with, in my opinion, or uh, division, excuse me, to start with, in my opinion. But there is a uh, a guy that I am uh, I'm going to be eyeing, and I think that without having to be the the boss hog on on uh, campus, I think that he's really going to shine in my lineup. I think I got to go over to the Coyotes and take Taylor Hall. Yep. So, um, you know, and obviously I've got two players on each, each team that I could definitely take, but it's really going to depend on, you know, where everybody goes and what yeah. I, what I'm needing. Yeah. I mean, he's got 27 points in a partial season with, uh, with the Yotes. So, uh, but I'm going to go now to Calgary. Okay. I'm taking Matthew to Chuck. Really? Yeah. Wow. So leaving 22 me. years old, 61 points, and he's and he's a hit machine, 122 hits, and he's a 12.2 uh, shot percentage compared to Gaudreau's eight. Wow. So and yeah. Johnny Gaudreau only has one hit. Didn't <laughs> didn't have him on on my list. The one thing that I didn't really kind of <clears throat> kind of plan for, and I'm sure that some pretty loyalist will come at us. 
my defensive pairings, I didn't go like left-handed, right-handed. No, I mean, you know, like I didn't think about it that that much. I did do a little bit of thought process in the left wing, right wing, but obviously we can put a winger on either side. We just yeah. know what they're they're better at. Yeah. So, and I like put this time I did left and right wingers, but if it comes down to it, and you have when you're making your lineup and you just you have too many left wingers, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's kind of what I'm thinking about, but I also didn't. Um, didn't just specifically plan for it. Yeah. So, um, all right. So you have gone the, with the flames and the Oilers. Ah, there, I think that I'm going to go on over to LA. There were only two guys that I was <laughs> yeah. really interested in taking. And I think that I'm going to go and go ahead and start building my defense a little bit and take drew Doughty. Um, okay. so, um, yeah. yeah, there was another guy that I was, uh, that I was intrigued by, but I think Drew Doughty is going to be a really good offensive defenseman and probably be a more of a third pair type of guy for me. Um, so I don't know if that is the right choice, but there weren't many great choices on the Kings. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I'm sticking in Canada. Okay. And I had two choices for this, and I'm going to go with the young guy at 21 years old with 66 points, Elias P- Pettersson. Uh, uh, yeah, Elias Pettersson is a great choice and was on my list for sure. And uh, I think the first center, no, because you took McDavid. So that's your second center. Okay, cool. So that's, you know, there was a lot of these that it was going to be my second and third guy were very dependent on who you took. So I, I got I got a pretty good choice for that. Um for that spot as well. So, all right. So I think I am going to go on up to Anaheim. What I wanted to make sure I did was I wasn't having to pick some of on the last few teams in the, in divisions, pick a bunch of goalies. And I think John Gibson is going to come over and play for me. And, you know, he may not be one of my top two goalies, but now I only have to worry about two goalies. So that will be, uh, that'll be nice for me uh, yeah. that I don't have that. That now I only have to get two more goalies throughout the rest of the uh, rest of the the draft. So all right. So uh, I guess mm, looking for a team you haven't picked from yet. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go take another. I'll take a, a right winger and Timo Meyer from San Jose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, great choice. Obviously, um, not sure that's where I would have gone, and obviously. It won't matter. So that kind of leaves me open here. So we've got, so we've each picked one from, yeah, there's every team has been picked at yeah. least once. So now it is just taking the other guy that we want. Obviously, since we can't pick anymore, I'm not going to do it to him. I am going to bring old Leon Dreisaitl over onto the team to uh, be a center for me here. I'm going to take Dreisaitl since it at this point doesn't matter who we're picking back and forth. So what do you got for me on your next pick, buddy? Going to get a D-man from Anaheim, Cam Fowler. Okay. Yeah, not a bad call. That was not my uh, other choice on on Anaheim. I was thinking old Ricky Racks. Yeah, yeah that's you know? I, I had him actually first, but I, there's going to be so many wingers in the other divisions yeah. that I need, you know, may, may, and honestly, Cam Fowler probably might not even make the team to make the yeah. lineup. Yeah, I mean, that was the that was the, the thing with Anaheim. Yeah. They potentially couldn't... Um, so, 
obviously, again, I only have a uh, have have left winger on the team now, but I do got a D defender, a goalie, and a center, and I've been really, really struggling with um, with this particular team and who I should take because there's there's a choice that I think is a great choice, but it's tough to make this call when you're building a team, but. I think we're going to be going, I think a lot of these votes are going to be coming from like name value. And so I got to bring, I got to bring old Eric Carlson onto the, uh, onto the squad, man. Yeah. I, I think so that, I was, I was thinking Brett Burns. Me too. But I saw, but again, it goes back to, he's five years older than Carlson, Yeah, you know? So, and Carlson's not a, not a very, very young man. Yeah. He's and a he year might older not even make the me. team, to be honest, Carlson. Yeah. Well, we're, we're hoping that, um, that people forget that he's very injury prone as of late. And, um, I mean, I think I'll probably put him on there for name value alone. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to take old, old, old Carlson from the, from the San Jose Sharks and, uh, and bring him on to the, to the squad. All right. So. I get to choose between LA and Arizona. I'm going to go. I need a veteran presence, a man who's won a lot of cups. Yeah. Phil Kessel. Okay. That was an intriguing choice. I did not see uh, that. Coming. My other choice was uh, Clayton Keller. Yeah. But I would have taken. you took Taylor Hall already. I would have so. take, taken Oliver Ekman Larson personally. I was thinking about it, but. Out that D, you, know, you know, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. I mean, look. Not a. It's gonna be. I'm gonna be intrigued to see where you slot him on the old uh, <laughs> on the old roster. But um, honestly, yeah. he might get a spot behind the bench as a manager. <laughs> he, you're you're in, buddy. You're, hey, Phil, what, power play coach. What we're gonna want you to do, buddy, is we're gonna want you to hang out and bring us hot dogs. <laughs> he can do that. If you actually <laughs> think that anyone else else is gonna be able to eat those hot dogs, you're yeah, lying to yourself. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I got two teams left: the Canucks and the Flames. And so what I want to do here, because the the depth of center is so great at a lot of other uh, other teams that I definitely know have some centers that I can take later on. I'm going to take some youth because you've taken a little youth from the Canucks. I'm going to take a little youth as well and take Brock Besser and oh, him to solid. play on my uh, my right uh, one of my right wings. And uh, he's hungry. He's a young kid. He he'll be willing to play uh, a little lower on the uh, on the old list, or maybe throw him up at a top line with a couple of uh, these superstars that I got. But he is a, he's really shown out in the uh, in, in in the league since he's been in. And yes, Pedersen is great, and probably would have been the guy that I took uh, from Vancouver had you not yourself uh, taken him. So. I'm a, I'm gonna go with uh, with old old Brock Besser, bringing him onto the squad, making my number six pick, and um, and excited to have him. Thanks, and welcome to the team, Brock. Yeah, so I'm looking now at the Kings. Yeah, and it's it was rough. Uh, yeah. yeah, you see why I took old Drew Doughty to uh, to start off my D, right? Yeah, so I guess uh, don't. Kopitar's too old, and I—I I mean, thirty-two, and I'm already gonna have so many centers. 
I'm, I am going to end up taking a center in Tyler Toffoli. Toffoli? Okay, not not bad. I most certainly would have gone Kopitar there as the second choice. A Selkie winner, uh, one of the few people that have won it besides per- Patrice Bergeron since, I guess, its inception in yeah. like <laughs> 1902. But yeah, I mean, I hear you on the center thing. It's I tough to take a center. I Kings would have actually made the final roster, though. To be, I mean... Yeah, uh, Drew Doughty may make mine, well, but m- potentially... Of the two that... Of the uh, two other that than that Drew Doughty, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, although that's what that was more what I was saying was if I ch- did have to take Kopitar there, I mean, I think he'd be a perfect third or fourth line center for you yeah. to really actually, if you're really trying to build a roster of what what you want these third and fourth guys, but uh, but to Foley, not a uh, not a horrendous choice. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come at you for that. All, All right. right, so uh, can I make my last pick, yeah. buddy? Are you trying to short my <laughs> roster? Okay, so I'm uh, I'm on to the Calgary Flames, and you did not take any of the three guys that I put down. Uh, do I go center with Elias Lindholm? I think I kind of talked about the centers before, and there's lots of lots more opportunities for me to grab centers later. So I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on Lindholm here. Now my real my my choice comes down to a more of a obviously there's one of these players that are better than the other. But for the roster building, again, lots of good wings that are coming up in the other three divisions. It's really tough for me to ch- pick between Mark Giordano uh, on D and uh, Johnny Hockey. Another left winger. There's a plethora of left wingers. It seems like right wingers are a little more difficult to uh, to secure. But I think, again, name value, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau. I think you got to come over to the squad, buddy. We, uh, we want you to, every April Fool's Day... Delete all of your stuff. All of your stuff about uh, Seattle. Jo- Johnny Hockey, and we'll is, believe uh, it every year. Johnny Hockey is is leaving Seattle. He uh he he fought the owner and and uh, is dating his daughter now. He's out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so we want the uh, the fun plus the hockey skill you bring. And again, uh, a lot of a lot of the the issues and problems that uh, obviously not a lot. He's a great hockey player, but. He is a big man on campus there, and I think slotting him in my third and fourth line is going to potentially make him a a solid, solid choice for me to me to have. And he's got the mindset that he wouldn't mind playing on a on a lower line on my no. team, which is very key when you're drafting a fake team. Bobby is the <laughs> is the cohesiveness yeah. of that fake team. That see, man, that was fun, dude. I yeah, we, I am I am absolutely enjoying this. Uh, I think that we went a little quicker than we thought that we were going to go. We probably could have got two done, but I'm excited to stretch this into yeah. two, in, into, into five weeks, I guess. You yeah. know, I mean, if we, if we have some more stuff coming up and maybe hockey is, is getting closer than we thought and we need to talk a little bit more about hockey, maybe we condense a couple of them into, into one, but I'm excited over for over the next four weeks yeah. of us building this, building this roster and this team. The weird. Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. 
Corey Perry will not be taken in this draft. I have a, I have a feeling. <laughs> I've already got him. <laughs> I uh, I said that hey, we got healthy players over here, and he came running. <laughs> Uh, but all right, so this week, uh, joke of the week, we've got from Michigan, uh, the library in Kent in the in Kent district has asked people to stop microwaving their books. Michigan, the Florida of the North. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to people are microwaving their books to kill COVID nineteen. First off, really surprised people in Michigan uh, are checking out books, reading books. That's, yeah. That was the most. That was the biggest. <laughs> that was the joke of the week. <laughs> that was the biggest joke of this yeah. whole story. Is that not only are they microwaving at them, but they believe that COVID is a real thing. So yeah. <laughs> good for them, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like we we are very very happy that you are, you no, know, trying to, yeah, be safe. I guess. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not really sure about the thought process like <laughs> there, I guess, has to be a number of people doing it because, I mean, you know, one guy does it. You don't put out a whole news article yeah. about it. Um, so there must be multiple people doing it. So what I've been thinking about is there's definitely some guy that's trolling people on Facebook saying, oh, you got to microwave your books. Oh, yeah. You know, you got to microwave the books or you're going to get you know, the coronavirus. And because people, I guess, you know, I've never really got the whole, there's a difference in just like, oh, I'm joking around on Twitter and trolling people about, a, you know, a sports player or something. There are people that really get their kicks out of trolling. And I always thought of it like that old, like that, that meme that was like, oh man, that guy's an idiot. And then the guy's walking away and he's like, ha 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 ha. Those guys think I think I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like even if you were joking, like we think people you're an idiot. still <laughs> think you're an idiot. So like, yeah, that that's probably what it was. Or like when people, you know, they did the, uh, Oh, this is how you get traction in the snow. You just screw screws into your, uh, into your tire. And there are those people that have screws all the way around their tire. And they're like, I got a flat tire. Why can anybody tell me? Yeah. I hate to see what they do. If they digitally download from like a digitally download they're, a book on their phone, <laughs> they throw it in the <laughs> microwave and yeah, they're getting it going. So Mike, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm more just intrigued of like, yeah. But the thought process yeah, of but these it's not people. just books getting hot. Like we're looking at pictures. There is radio frequency tags in the books for yeah. like when they check them in and those are made of metal. So therefore they are sparking and catching the books on fire. They're like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that this book caught on fire. <laughs> it's like, look, I, I'm sure not everybody probably, but every everybody has had that experience with putting something accidentally in the microwave. They're not supposed to. Oh, yeah aluminum foil or like a you know a container foil. i'm sorry uh, 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 oh sorry sorry i didn't mean i didn't mean to offend you there bobby um yeah just throwing something in there or putting something in there too long it happens okay but like you're old enough to go and check a book out of the library okay so assumingly you read at least a little bit at least one book you read yeah <sighs> And like, I mean, there's like, so like, I mean, Which, just by the get way, a, the ability to read one book makes you smarter than most Americans, most <laughs> people, most people. What is it? It's like 70 or 80 percent of people have never read a book that they weren't assigned. And like, <laughs> if that's your thing, that's OK. That's fine. 
but you are reading, you know, at least at least one thing. I mean, I just I just would really like to know your your joke of a thought process that like, I mean, instead of let me get. I could see if like they're like, hey, you know, please don't like douse these books in hand sanitizer or something like at least that makes a little sense to me. Like apparently it was something said on the local news station. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, yeah. Uh, should you be microwaving your books? Hear more at 11. Oh, I'm not going back at 11. <laughs> 11? I got to go to the library and get a book and microwave, microwave these books. <laughs> no, now. Uh, wow. Well, wow. Yeah. But all right, so we are moving out of X-Men and for our pop culture. Peace. So it was great talking about it. We enjoyed it but today, and we might turn this into maybe some more segments. Video games. Oh, videos. Something that a lot of us grew up on. It was our happy place. And coming up in the next maybe month, maybe in August, Pucks Out. We'll have Pucks Out Gaming. You can find us on Twitch. We will be streaming. We don't have a schedule yet. I'm thinking maybe... Uh, have a day where we play some some NHL. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. I mean, the opportunities Maybe. are endless. Watch me and Bobby straight dominate in NHL threes. <laughs> but all right, so today we're ranking our top five video games. Why don't you start us off with your number five? Yeah, and I kind of went more like video games that like have, and I think that you did as well. Like video games that have made like a big impact on me, like as ter- yeah. in terms of video games. So I think I had to go with the original split screen golden eye 007, Do-do-do. you know? Do-do. Yeah, Do-do. dude, Do-do. all golden guns, bro. You know, yeah. like just the opportunity to, uh, to hang out with your friends and play and like, some of those maps were so confusing, so it even made, sc- yeah. it made you know, only the guy that had been playing a whole, whole bunch was able to really screen watch and, like, cheat. What a fun, nostalgic style of of game. I uh, loved I'm going to see if we can find a way to stream, because I've got an N64, and I've got okay. GoldenEye. I'm going to see if we can stream that. We can I might most have to certainly get just a bunch of adapters. That, or we could literally just put the camera onto the TV yeah. and... <laughs> stream it you know there's <laughs> there's many options here but yeah i mean i think that at least a few of our 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 listeners would would find that to be fun and it'll be really fun to watch us play it because <laughs> your boy rusty dude yeah. <laughs> your boy in 64 i'm rusty on regular gaming so like <laughs> yeah in 64 has been a minute that's yeah. been like 400 beers <laughs> Since I thought about N64 last. <laughs> so my first two are some of the first games I remember playing. But my number five, Return to Castle Wolfenstein on the PC. I used to spend hours getting off school and playing this with my dad. And I like I would play it and then he would play it and I would just like, because he, he would play online and I would sit next to him and I'd pretty much like remind him to reload. Because, you know, I'm right. used because I play when I play, like I spit, I shoot two bullets, reload. Yeah. He yeah. would like get it down to like one bullet in the chamber. And I'm like, uh, time I'm to like, reload. No. Bud. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's everybody has their different play style there are people that will spray until they're out i am a i'm in a conflict i'm not reloading because i'm scared i'm gonna get you know get caught slipping and usually you just get caught slipping because you run out of bullets <laughs> yeah but i'm a i'm a pretty avid reloader myself i mean i think that's uh that's back in the days from from old Duck Hunt, which didn't make either of our list. But I mean, 
or or arcade games. You got to yeah. shoot. You got to shoot off screen to to reload. Horrible gun safety tip. By it the way, it was terrible. Please do not just shoot randomly. Please don't shoot reload. randomly. Boom. Boom. What are you doing? You I just, had to reload. You just killed your buddy. And you know, I'll tell you, one of the games. If we're talking arcade shooting games. One of my favorite games of all time, and I can like remember this when I was a little kid. Do you remember the game where the driver is driving and he has a gun and then there's a passenger that Vaguely. has a gun? Yeah. yeah. Me, I remember me and my dad playing that game and except for he would always, because he liked to shift, he liked to do manual, you know, <laughs> like, so he let me play both the guns and dude, it it was awesome. Yeah. Like if we ever make it big on the pod, it's the first thing I want to put into our huge studio is this game. Yeah. Dude. Question. Do you think Dick Cheney thought that that's how you reload when he shot his buddy? That's what I would have gone <laughs> with. He's like, I'm a duck hunt guy, bro. Like, come on. I'm an NES type of fella, dude. I didn't know about the X button. Yeah, no, 100%. I yeah. mean, he shot a guy in the face. So <laughs> <laughs> literally duck hunting. <laughs> All right, so moving into my number four, going a little more modern, and literally in the title, Modern Warfare 1. Yeah. I spent countless hours in this game, and my, like, to the point where my parents had, like, a discussion with me about my, my gaming habits, and they're not one to, you know, stop me from gaming and stuff, but I was a senior in high school. It's like, you don't got a bedtime. You're a grown-up now, essentially, like... I would spend hours playing Modern Warfare 1, and more than I care to admit, I would trash talk, but like a high school senior would trash talk, like your mother should have had, you know, should have never had you, (laughs) you're the worst person that I've ever met, like all this stuff, and so they're like, hey, you're being a little ridiculous type (laughs) of stuff, like come on, like... So, Modern Warfare 1, though, I loved it. It was like a a real, what seemed like, as again, a senior in high school that's never really seen the real world, what seemed like a pretty accurate portrayal of of warfare. You know, and obviously I understand that, that it's a video game and stuff, but like, you know, you've heard of these weapons and you know, you've seen them before and you know, they're, so I, I spent, and, and besides the fact that call of duty is one, one of the best franchises that's really become a money grab in my opinion, but still it really revolutionized, uh, modern or even old school war games. I mean, modern warfare, the new one, the current one is what I, currently in playing yeah and it's like yeah it's the same mechanics same yeah same trope still so good yeah gotta get all the camos for all the guns see you were a big you were a big you were big and i got i had this game too but what with the world war ii one uh, world war. no no not oh, the world war ii one. yeah the yeah, newer, the newer one. Yeah. one and i think it's cool i really like history i really like see like it's too old school for me man like i want some like I even liked Black Ops Three. See, like, type I hated of stuff. those games. Like, see, the new, I like, like the future I didn't like the jetpacks, the skeleton, like the love skeleton. Them, dude. I, I, that's love why them. I love the new one, like the new Modern Warfare, because it's just yeah. it's back to its roots. Modern, yeah, modern style warfare is great, and that's what I like. Yeah. And I, but I don't mind the futuristic. And I didn't hate the World War Two. It's just more. It's old, dude. It's an old gun. Like you guys know, it's 2020 now. Okay. <laughs> In the game, it's 1943. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, that's my number four. Right, what do so, you got, man? So number four, and honestly, this one could have been my number one, but 
I just it for different reasons, and that's Ocarina of Time, dude. One of the truly one of the greatest N sixty four games, one of the greatest games of all time. But my top three are my own personal. Like, like they mean more to me. And that that's a Legend of Zelda. Yeah, game. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, I N sixty four. I don't know how much hate I'm gonna get for this. A lot, but. And I'm, I don't hate on Zelda. I just never got into it. I get like yeah. I get that style of game. I understand. Like I've loved games like that. I just never got into it. And I feel like it's one of those things that if you never got into it when you were younger, then it never makes sense to get yeah. into it when you're older. Uh, so my number three, and I feel like it's fair for me to just go because I could literally pick any version of it. The Civ games, the yeah. Civil- Sid Meier Civilization uh, we were trying to not just pick groups of yeah. games, but I don't feel like any, the only thing that, you know, like there's new mechanics and stuff, yeah. but like it's the same when the civs games come out, the objective is the same yeah. with a few new stuff. I love no, that I'll, kind of it, stuff, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it didn't make my list. Hell this computer I'm on right now. I have two games on it. Civ five and Civ six. Civ five <laughs> is great. And I'll tell you what I really, really loved. Cause I've just, you know, like I get it. I get the advantage of gaming on a PC type of deal, but I was just always a console guy. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's uh, it, it, because it's, it just seems e- easier. It just seems, and I'm sure that it's not. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm going to have a bunch of PC master race people. Brandon Wheeler, my roommate, he is absolutely PC master race type of thing. Oh, it loads quicker and all this stuff. I never cared. Okay. Yeah. I just want to plug it in, turn it on, put a disc in grab a controller that was more my thing yeah so i loved it when when civ came out on freaking xbox dude now, i will agree that i played civ on console yeah it's loads different than on the pc it is and like there were some games growing up like the sims civ uh, uh age of empires yeah i loved playing those loved and aoe too that's a second yeah that's a close and second i'm actually like civ. i literally just started like buying the parts because i'm building my own pc so i just bought the motherboard the other day because i woke up and everything else was sold out we're not going to be able to and, and not because i care he's going to become a pc master racer and we're not even gonna be able to hang out anymore no, you're the gonna the say day, oh, I'm, I'm always an xbox bro you're gonna say oh you just still play it on that xbox bro like, <laughs> what, i don't know why what, you became oh, they, a they surfer. max you out at, at what, what's the max fps <laughs> oh bro. my gosh you don't have a hundred jillion frames per second even though there's not even a single game that can handle that anyway <laughs> but what if they did release one though yeah oh my gosh bro did the did the blade of grass actually come out of the tv and, and swipe across your knee did you even play play the game like and there's I'll, i love all those pictures of like people that have just like crappier computers and stuff that are playing like all these like super high tech games and like people are like laying down hiding in the grass and stuff on their pc and that's all but on the people with no like frames per second on their on their gaming system can see them because yeah. they're like i got garbage graphics bro like you're right there <laughs> yeah so uh you know so i totally get the pc gaming and i look i played most of my civ on the pc because that's that's where it really originated. But when it came out on Xbox, dude, like it's so it was so much fun on Xbox that I, I went and looked it up to see, you know, like all the old school games. Dude, it's still like 60 bucks on Xbox, like like on the store, like because like people will pay for it, yeah. you know. So uh, so the civilization games are just I like building that city. And if you want to go more war or more, yeah. you know, uh, more technology, I just love them. So. E- easy one of my yeah. top five no question so now getting into my top three and this is the games that 
really they like I was raised on these are my games that like I played time and time and time again at number three, and that's Mass Effect 2. The Mass Effect series as a whole is without a doubt my favorite gaming series of all time. I like how you were like raised on something that you were like (laughs) 19 when it (laughs) Bobby didn't grow up until way later. Well, Mass Effect 2, 2010. I gotcha. I gotcha. I mean, I'm saying, but you know, you weren't raised on it though. Like you were pretty much almost an adult. (laughs) But no, I hear what you're saying. And I love those style of games like the RPG games and the choices matter type of games. And you'll see that in my opening list. So Mass Effect 2 was actually the first game in the Mass Effect series that I played. Then I went Mm -hmm. and played Mass Effect 1. Whole completely different style of playing. Slower. You have to wait. Like once you get out of the Citadel, it's amazing. But it's such a slow start. But it's still so good. Is this a Game of Thrones crossover? (laughs) Uh, But it's just so much fun. You know, they have this storyline that spans across all three games yeah and then mass effect 3 was great then andromeda happened mass yeah. effect andromeda they started to redo it and they never recovered i think that was like 2017 my, my it was listen i played it i beat it i enjoyed it it was bad so i mean <laughs> my thing is my biggest thing is i all these all these type of games seem awesome and fun I, you know how my personality is that I have to be very, very selective of what I play. Yeah. Because if I wanted to play Mass Effect, my life was then going to be Mass Effect. And so like, you know, World of Warcraft type of game. I can't just play something. I got to like live it, learn and be the best at it and really work. And so like I pick and choose, especially when it comes to like RPG style games like this, when I need to before I ever start bow out and everybody's like, Oh, like you love. Wow. And it's like, yeah, that's the problem. It's not a problem of me enjoying the game and getting my $15 a month worth out of it. It's the fact that I have, I have things outside of world of Warcraft that I want to do or outside of mass effect that I want to do. And I, because I've gotten older and I've gotten so much more busy, uh, so much busier, one of those games that I like, I kind of got into for a good while is Assassin's Creed Origins and uh, the Lord of the Rings Shadow of War. Yeah. Like I freaking love them. And like, I've got to like wean myself off of them because like I'm waking up in the morning before work and playing and I'm playing right like, after which work. has to be like 4 a.m. Uh, yeah. Well, now, I mean, used to I worked at eight. But, you know, now I don't play video games. I just sit on couches and work. Yeah. But yes, I mean, if I got into it, yes, I absolutely absolutely would and that's how i was with modern warfare too like yeah. i would wake up before school like wake up an hour early just to exactly. get a couple rounds in Ex- me yeah. too with one so yes that is how i am just with everything is i just i'm gung-ho with it so uh but but i've heard great things about the mass effect games so yeah. i cannot imagine myself not loving them number two is directly into what i'm talking about yeah. Fable 2. <laughs> I loved all of the Fable games. Fable 2 just... I think I played Fable 2 before I ever played Fable 1, which is weird. You know, like... So, like, that's why it beats out Fable 1 for me or the uh, the Lost Collection. Lost Chapters. Lost Chapters, which was just a Fable 1 subset, right? Before well, Fable 2 came out. it was all the stuff that the uh, Bioware or lines had had to get rid of because they couldn't fit it. Mm -hmm. Technology got better and they could 
jam it all in there. Yeah, I played it. I played I played that a bunch too, but like I really really got into Fable 2. And like what sold me on the Fable games was the freaking commercials, dude. Like when they're talking about you get to choose and yeah. like it really did matter and you did learn this good thing gives you a halo eventually or these bad yeah. things give you a horns and you play through both ways and you want to get the all the way and you're making choices that you would never make because like I got to get my horns bigger dude yeah. or I got to get a better halo I loved the obviously like mass effect like you loved the choices that yeah. you got that really did make a difference and you find out there were some things that didn't really ever make a difference but like when you played through it and I think I played through that game five, 10 times, you know, like trying different things and seeing if it actually mattered and finding out that it actually did too cool for me, man. Yeah. I just really, really enjoyed that. And again, way yeah, back before. A, I liked the, the cause and effect that like that fable had mass effect built on. Cause mass effect, you would do something so, mm. so, so minuscule in Mass Effect 1. Yes. And you wouldn't even see the outcome until Mass Effect 3. Yeah, this is, th th that is the thing about Fable is it was more immediately gratifying. And in one of the first games, I'm not sure it was the first game ever, but it was most certainly one of the first games I ever played like that, that had good graphics. That yeah. Like, so that is exactly why, why you picked Mass Effect 3 is exactly why I picked yeah, Fable and dude, we're talking. Remember the the nine foot sword that you got at the <laughs> yeah. end, like, and you could just like one shot like forty people. Yeah, yeah. freaking loved it, dude. It was awesome. So I was always a bad yeah. guy too, by the way. I switched every other playthrough because I played a lot of playthroughs on Fable. Yeah, but so moving right from that into Dragon Age Origins, it was it, it was pretty much ported straight from PC to console, so it still had the same play style. And like mechanics as a PC game, but it's simplified down to console. But you didn't get to look down on anybody for playing <laughs> it, which made it a yeah. little sad. But it truly was a revolutionary game, in my opinion. Just the 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 storyline was so well one of the best storylines of any game, and better than most movies that I've seen. You know, from all my, the way up to Dragon Age. You know, Dragon. My, my number one's going to disagree, but go ahead. Uh, it, it, it's up there. Sure, I uh, never played it. So yeah. again, I'll only go by my own opinion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Dragon Age Origins uh, was the first one. <laughs> then Dragon Age 2, which was the story. I played it for the storyline. The actual gameplay and the graphics and the setting was not good. But you, you, I powered through it. And Dragon Age Inquisition, the third installment, so good. Not, almost as good as Dragon Age Origins. But it didn't have the nostalgia and didn't have yeah. the originality. Like it wasn't as revolutionary right. as Dragon Age Origins was. It was just more of a, I mean, obviously great game, but didn't it didn't reinvent yeah. a style of yeah. game. And or the genre. thing with the three games is there was obviously like a deeper plot, like backstory, mm -hmm. but none of the all the characters were different in each game. Right. So you did. There so it was, was kind of like Assassin's Creed almost. Kind, kind of. It was. Yeah. It's in the same world. Um. You know, the same backdrop. You see a lot of the same characters. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot of the same companions, but you're just playing a different character. That way, they could do a whole different storyline. Right. Yeah. Well, cool. Obviously, um, obviously, I never played it, but you know, heard of it. Again, it's one of those things that I pick and choose what games I get into because yeah. I'm going to get into it. <clears throat> 
So my number one is I have on here the Halo franchise just because the Halo franchise changed everything in my opinion. Yeah, for everybody. It changed the game type of deal. It's one of those revolutionary ideas. So if we're just talking about like what I spent the probably the most time playing, Halo 2, dude. I loved it. Storyline was great. I had the special edition Halo 2 option. I loved it, especially for multiplayer. And the storyline was great. But Halo 1 was so revolutionary to everything that we thought games should be. In my opinion. And I mean, it's not like there wasn't stuff like that before then. But just the a whole, there was never a game before that I just wanted to watch all the cutscenes, you know, and Halo 1 and Halo 2 and to an extent Halo 3 and Reach and all these, I haven't really got past playing games, <clears throat> playing any of the Halo games past Reach because again, time is a, a complete factor. But Halo just said something to me man it was you had that big old original xbox controller that was as big as your your bedroom and you know you just master chief and like the story that it told and and, uh you know what was the sergeant's name sergeant johnson yeah sergeant johnson and then like and then you play through this game and then you know, Sergeant Johnson dies on you and then he comes back and, you know, just all these little things and like the world that they created and they've written books about Halo now. I just, I, it was hard for me to, because that, because basically what we're talking about, that literally changed gaming for me. And I got into other stuff and gaming that Maybe I never would have if I didn't find out, oh, bro, you're a freaking nerd, dude. Like, get up in this stuff, you know? I So, Halo is really hard to beat. Um, beat for me, cool weapons and cool yeah. ideas and uh, great, again, great storyline. I, uh, I will, Halo, Halo 1 and 2 especially, will always have a specific place in my heart. And the thing is, I probably spent more time on Halo 3 multiplayer. I mean, I played through, we got it, me and uh, me and my buddy Nick got it the night it came out and yeah. cut school that day and like played all day and like beat it on Legendary that day. And it was a cool story, but it didn't mean as much as Halo 1 and 2 did to me. Yeah. That's uh, what it meant for me. Yeah, no, I remember uh, gaming. trying to get uh, what map it was uh, on Halo 2. Lockout, baby. Lockout was dope. Lockout's that map, dude. Lockout's that map. <laughs> you might be talking about Zanzibar, Zanzibar. though. Zanzibar, yeah, yeah, that's exactly Zanzibar. it. Zanzibar was another favorite. I like the small maps, man. Lockout was that, was that game. I remember taking my Xbox to... Um, to my like family, uh, like Christmas time or something. Take it. Yeah. It was at that point in your life where you're like taking your Xbox oh, everywhere yeah. you're playing, and and so uh, there were. My my uncle played a little bit of Xbox. I mean, he was we played Halo and we played other games together and stuff. But my cousin and my two uncles, I was like, hey, I got four controllers because you took four four controllers and. You guys want to play some Halo? And then we played some some twos, two on two. And 
just shredded, dude. You know, because these people don't know about the noob combo with the plasma pistol and the battle rifle. Yeah. And you're just boop, boop, and just popping them. And they're getting mad. And so I was like, all right, we'll play three on one. <laughs> I'll go basically SWAT rules for myself, like one hit kills for you guys. And I'll even bump your handicap up. And I had I gave him like plus nine handicap. <laughs> and I had like plus uh minus minus uh nine. And we're talking still like twenty-five to four type of stuff. <laughs> you know, he he was like, You're freaking cheating. You're you can't do that. That's you're you're putting in a cheat code. And I'm like, no, nah, bro, it's just I've literally spent 20 hours a week playing yeah. online against guys that would would demolish me. So yeah. like you are nothing. <laughs> but that was you know just uh just fun fun split yeah. screen and they would try to screen cheat on me. It's like, "Oh, you're looking at my screen like, bro, I don't need to look at your screen, dude. If I was <laughs> looking at your screen, you would know." <laughs> yeah, so all right. So my number 1. I talked about earlier, Fable the Lost Chapters original xbox 2005 a game i played probably more than any other game i probably played through that game 12 15 times yeah. probably more sometimes making the same decisions making different decisions you know and you know always start i mean it was just such a fun game yeah it really was yeah man. i and mean because it was always like serious but a little comical well, that and again, it, we go. It goes back to exactly what I said. It was my number two. It was, I mean, Fable itself, like Fable Two, not the Lost Chapters. But at this point, it uh, you could literally play it twelve times, and I mean, yeah, some things would be the same. You would generally never experience the same game that you experienced before. Yeah. It was the same game, but it wasn't because it was completely different and. There's something to be said about that, especially like, especially like playing video games that now that's expected. That is expected for you to intuitively build a game that that is different, you know, based off your decisions. Yeah, and not all games, but but that's not a new thing. I think what Final Fantasy does that a lot. I actually haven't played a Final Fantasy game either, but I think it's like a choice based type game and like. The only Final Fantasy I know about is Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's the one with like Mickey in it. <laughs> yeah, or something, Final right? Fantasy meets like Disney. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, again, everybody has their games that they like and the, and the style that they like. I, I, I agree, man. Fable was just so cool, and if it wasn't for what Halo did for me, I it would hard be hard for it yeah. to not be the number one. But you got a couple honorable mentions, I think. Yeah. So I've got Modern Warfare 2. Um, I spent so much time playing that. That came out about a week before um, during my junior year, maybe my even my sophomore year of high school. I think um, it was your I think it was your junior year because we're two years separate. Yeah, and... my junior year, I had just had double knee surgery from from a football injury, and I was on bed rest, and I just played Modern Warfare 2 so much. And it was all I could do for a while. And it was just, I mean, it was. What was your excuse after your knees were healed? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No, I hear you. That's exactly the reason that I have Modern Warfare 1 on mine. Um, One of my honorable mentions, and it's more just for like the friend aspect of it. 
Mario Party 4, dude, yeah. on Wii. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, we had some fun. Yeah, it's always fun when you got that. friends over. Uh, another one I've got is World at War. One of Zombies, uh, baby. Dude, yeah. I mean, Zombies, that's a cool game. I wish it would have happened in like Modern Warfare 1 for me because yeah. it was a little later they than me. They introduced Nocturne Toad, which was the first ever Zombies map. And it was just so... At first, you could only play it like after you beat the game. Like, right. you, like you had to beat the game. And at first, they didn't even unlock it. Like You played it once. Like It was like a little Easter egg. You played it by yourself once. And then that was it. That was the only zombies they had. Yeah. And then they realized people really this is like awesome, this. Because it is an awesome, awesome game mode. And yeah. like, there have and been CODs that I've played. I think Black Ops 3 had zombies again. Yeah. Right? It was the first one that brought zombies back. I think so. And I know Modern Warfare said like they teased the zombies. Yeah. But I think with that, it's so in-depth. And they want to make it so good that they're going to hold off on it for a bit. Yeah. Especially since they just released their Battle Royale mode. Yeah. But yeah, and then uh, you, I mean, honestly, you've got one that yeah, I've I've spent so much time on that one. I really quick with the with the with their battle royale mode because I kind of like it. You know, I played it a little I played bit. One round of it. I'm, who, I don't like you're any not a battle royale no. guy. But my question is, who who has these sixteen terabyte hard drives that they're able to just <laughs> download all the con stuff? <laughs> it is so. That is more the reason I would love to have the new Modern Warfare. But dude, I cannot just re-download any other game I you know ever want to play. You can just play. get the battle royale mode, right? I do, and yeah, it's one of the one and the same, dude. We're talking like it's like forty or fifty something, you know, yeah. gigs per update. I've, I just don't I've get got it. A, yeah, no, it is a big thing, and they they said they're working on it. I've got a two terabyte hard drive. That's on my Xbox. Yeah, it's not enough. You're yeah. Well, I'm not playing, but it's it's an eighty gig two, game. You're two updates away from yeah. <laughs> not having any more room. On yeah, your, yeah. So like, I I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up like who's got the space for it yeah. you know or just only plays cod you well, know i do i did buy a 10 terabyte for my for for the to keep the audio from the podcast on yeah eventually i might have to put the audio on the two terabyte and use the 10 terabyte for modern warfare <laughs> you know, i think <laughs> i think so i think do you have a you know do you have like a small child's leg to sell like because like that's what you're gonna have to do like look we're gonna actually code this on your bone Timmy. they did come out with like a little menu things like would you like to reduce the the space of this well Get rid of all the DLC packs and get rid of the campaign and the uh, battle royale and just play the look, the quick quick play. Look, if you want some extra space, just not download <laughs> yeah. the game. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Activision or whoever's running it. Maybe Infinity days. War. I don't know. Infinity War. Maybe. Oh, inf- Ward. <laughs> Infinity Ward. <laughs> who who knows? Who cares? Uh, but so my other, you had uh, World at War. And I feel like this is just a necessary because we talked about the world building and stuff. The Sims, yeah. dude. Oh, the cool Sims. I spent Sims so game. much time playing that as a kid. To be fair, and I'm sure you're a lot like me, was 99.7% of your time spent building yes. houses and stuff. And then and once like, I started playing, I was like, this is sucks. I'm so sorry. I said 99.7 building houses. It was like... 89.7 building houses, 10% putting in cheats so you had enough money yeah. to build the houses. And then like you're like, this is boring. I never dude. once played the game like without cheats and just like, oh, I'm going to start on this little house and there go dumb, get a job. There and- are dumb people that play the game without cheats. Yeah. You know, like, 
That's like playing Grand Theft Auto legit. Like, oh, gotta go get some ammo. Like, dude, just left, right, up, 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 BB, round, you know, yeah. circle, circle down, and you got every gun in the game. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, and it was funny because it was just more fun building the houses than yeah. it was actually playing. And you know, there were some that I played a little bit and got into, but them stupid idiot friends that would come over and they'd just sit on your computer and like, you know yeah. what? You're getting trapped in the pool, buddy. Or the worst was like you have you do all this time building a great walkway and they come around like your back door. Dude, and they and like And it's not like it's a back door like with a driveway. They straight up like come to the fence and they're like, like oh, dude, I'm gonna come through this back door. This 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 entryway cost me a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like this literally cost me four hours of my time to build up enough money to get this entryway. And you just walk across my lawn like a friggin' hoodlum, dude. <laughs> You're lucky that there are no guns in The Sims, yeah. buddy, because I would have shot you. Yeah. Uh, and one last honorable mention that I have, Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I loved playing Elder Scrolls Online, but Skyrim, I spent hours on Skyrim. Yeah. It was one of those things. Same thing. I did, you know, I gotta, I gotta have a life, buddy. I yeah. can't, I can't be getting bitten to Skyrim. Yeah. But, all right, so that about wraps up. We might figure out a way to talk some more video games next week. Yeah, sure. But why don't you pull a card for questions from the internet? Let's do it, buddy. Let's do it. Okay, this totally ties in to the uh, to the pod. Would you rather be able to throw a hundred and five or dunk? Easy for me. Yeah, dunk hundred percent. Yeah, I, I have think zero so interest in throwing a hundred and five. Yeah, I think that it's. I think that throwing 105 is pretty impressive and like you could really like you would never be able to like necessarily show someone you could throw 105. Unless you go to a sounds game and you go to the radar thing. That's about That's the only time see, you can throw that show is it kind of dope. Yeah, dunking. But you can dunk. I, mean, I see, have a basketball goal, I, I see basketball hoops way more than I see a pitching area that has a radar. See, but that's what you're I think that's what you're thinking about is that fast pitching is fast pitching and it doesn't necessarily have to be a baseball. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, I could just, like, hurl stuff 105 miles an hour. So I'm throwing knives and, like, cannonballs? Whatever you want. You got 105. Okay, if I can throw any object. Well, I mean, with within your appropriate strength level, you know, you don't just get to throw cannonballs 105. <laughs> <Okay>. Like, Because <laughs> if I'm throwing cannonballs. But, like, you're, like, you're just sitting around with people and, like, there's a rock and you're, like, you know, I bet you I could, I could put a dent in that brick here's, wall over here's there. Here's the thing. I mean, Duncan would be awesome. Don't yeah, get me no, wrong. Well, you can't just be Duncan because here's the thing. You, you, there's throw, they're throwing a fast pitch, uh, 90, 85, 90 miles an hour. Yeah. I feel like that is equivalent to just a basic dunk. Yeah. We're talking like Michael Jordan dunk, man. Yeah, like 105, but that's obviously, To compare it to 105, all right, let's like you're do doing this. like trick dunks. You can do whatever dunk you want to be able to do if you choose the dunk. But if you throw 105, then like there's like a little indicator in somebody's mind that says that was 105 miles an hour. I'm, so still, ta- I'm still taking the dunk. Yeah, man. I think so, too. I think so, too. Imagine just rolling up to the court, man, and nobody expecting and you just pull out like sure. a backflip dunk tomahawk. Now, it doesn't say that you get the necessary skills to be able to utilize it like while playing with the dunk. I mean, what? obviously you can dunk, but like dunking in itself is different than playing basketball and dunking over people and stuff. You know, I mean, you would have the height and stuff, but that doesn't mean you have the skills to be. So a, you can't like you can't throw one five if you're playing a game of baseball. You can just pitch at a. No, no. I'm saying like when you are able to dunk and do all these dunks, 
That just means you can dump. That doesn't yeah, mean yeah, you're yeah. great at basketball. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, what no, I'm no, saying I, I'm is... I'm not saying I'm great at basketball, but, like, give me the rock, close like, to that, and I'm dunking it. But, like, you're able to throw 105, dude, and you join, like, a men's league? Or, like, but, dude, to be fair... Didn't say accurate, though. Be able to dunk. Lots of people are able to dunk. If I could throw 105 miles an hour, I could go play minor league baseball, dude. Doesn't you know say what I'm about saying? Being accurate, though. Sure. If you're throwing 105 and you're throwing balls every single time. I'm decently accurate already, though, is what I'm saying. Like, I being able to dunk wouldn't give me the requisite basketball skill to be able to be a basketball. Because you, because you pitch so slow. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm never a pitcher, to be honest with you. If I could throw 105, I'd probably just like, because I was always a catcher growing up, and I mean, I could play any position. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a freaking baller, dude. But... I mean, dude, I would just, from my knees, just jet it to second <laughs> base, dude. And I'd be playing minor league baseball before you knew it, buddy. Or outfield. You know what I'm saying? Like, we talked about this before. 105. I'm pitching it from friggin' right field <laughs> to home plate. Like, no problem. I don't know. That's a tough choice. But dunking, yeah, I would definitely take dunking. Yeah. <laughs> Time to cast your vote. Vote your cast. Choose your pick. Pick your choice. Make a decision and take a side for this or that. All right, guys. This week we've got zombie apocalypse or alien invasion. Which one would you rather have to go through and try and survive? Zombie apocalypse. No question. Really? Yeah. Alien invasion. No, that was easy for me. Alien invasion. It was easy for me. Zombie apocalypse, dude. Alien invasion. We're talking about these people were able to come from outside of our solar system and like be here, dude. They're dominating us. So the way I took it, the way I worked this was zombie apocalypse means it's many zombie versus few humans. Yeah. Alien invasion. I'm not saying it like a a perfect world. I'm not seeing it as in a. Like a full scale Reaper. This is a, but it's like, a, seeing, it's like a one or two ships. Like they found their way here, but now they're ready to kill us. And that's now you not have to, an invasion it, though, dude. I mean, an invasion. <laughs> Look, man, that all I'm saying is like, I pictured the worst possible outcome for both parties is more what I, what I thought about. And so, yeah, if you want to talk about, you know, the couple ships or whatever, I'm thinking like World War Z type of stuff, so, dude. I also meant as Independence you Day. personally, what are you like? What could you survive? Like zombie what you, apocalypse, dude. Really? They got advanced weapons, zombies. And I mean, it really depends on what kind of zombies you're talking about. But even so, well, even, zom- not not trolls, zombies. People mistake trolls for zombies. Zombies you're talking about are, like what are the troll? Is that like trolls like World War Z where they have like a steroids and they're running? Those yeah, are like, zombies. Okay, so yeah, like Walking Dead zombies. Yeah, yeah, obviously, this is an easy choice. I mean, because here's the thing: I'm fast, dude. Zo- alien invasion also means oh, we might actually achieve world peace. We've finally realized that yeah, there's something. They killed everybody, dude. I don't know, man. I think it's it doesn't depends say, on the alien that comes. If it's an invasion, you've already said invasion. That doesn't ever spin positively. Apocalypse doesn't spin positively either. Never said it did. Because zombie I'm apocalypse doesn't I, mean you're starting from the beginning. Like, like zombie this is apocalypse, bad. zombie apocalypse, and alien invasion are one and the same to me. The only difference is the opponent. Aliens have traveled light years to get to us and invade us zombies or just look man they're they're regular people that turned into zombies look i know most people i can outsmart most people when they weren't zombies so like now they're zombies and they walk slow like i mean look i would probably die in both no question but 
you know, Walking Dead seems like you guys are idiots. Like this seems so easy. Just go up to, you know, they can't walk upstairs. Just stay upstairs somewhere. <laughs> like, oh, you got a big group of them here. You've corralled them into this area. Just kill them one by one. You know, like, I don't know. Like aliens seem like they're smart, dude. They know a little bit what's up, dude. So it's more of me. It's more of the argument to me of you have to like outsmart smart people or you have to out athleticize dumb zombies. But it's not just athleticism. It's, I mean, you're talking like endurance. Like you're talking millions, billions of zombies. Eventually, they're going to get you. Sure. Where, but the aliens but, are definitely going to get me pretty but quick. But let's not act as if just because they found their way to the soul system that they are these super, super militarized. They know ex- everything they're doing. They, they may I mean, not, they, but one they day, can. One day, humans, there is no denying, we're going to find our way in our solar system, and we're immediately going to shoot first and ask questions later. Absolutely. And we, we could still lose that battle. We absolutely could, depending on where we land. Because what, if, they're, what but, if it's just an alien race, maybe... 20 years ahead of us in future and they maybe this is their first time space traveling and they found their way here and now they're just like us and they're like oh let's shoot them we don't know them you're throwing a lot of what ifs in there <laughs> that, that if you wanted that to be a part of the thing then you should have thrown it on there my thing is alien invasion even if they are 20 years more advanced than us we're pretty advanced they're they're traveling from like we haven't even figured out how to how to you know get past friggin' Mars. Hey, we've been a car in space, bro. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. And see, if I was a smart dude with resources like Elon Musk, I'd be like, yeah, man, maybe let's risk this alien invasion. Or at least they'll like let me join their team. All I'm saying is, at least for a little while, I could outlast some zombies because it's literally about just like outlasting. Yeah. People and that are just thing, uh, you can't, walking around. You can't make a peace treaty with zombies. Maybe we make a peace treaty with aliens and we get some new tech. Have you seen the news in the past 15 <laughs> years, Bobby? You think you think that we're going to make a peace treaty with an alien race. We're not even going to be able to decide which country talks to them. Okay. <laughs> so like I, you know, I, I, I think that what I you, think we all know what country would talk to them. I think uh, we should say it on three. One, One, two, two three. Australia. America. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, buddy. See, like, that's what I'm saying. We are literally buddies, and we had a different... Obviously, your answer seemed like more of a joke, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, so, yeah. I wouldn't actually send Australia so, out to talk to them. So, all right. I mean, see, the, I, but I would if I, was, if I was choosing. You know, like, all right, buddy, let's go put a shrimp on the barbie. Let's, before you, before you alienize my friends here... They come back, and Australia's actually on their side fighting us now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it was a colony full of convicts so yeah. that's all i'm saying uh yeah so like that's more my thing like if you truly believe in the human race and being able to uh work things out with the aliens although we do come together when it when it's against somebody else so like yeah. that's maybe what we need is an alien force to to yell at but we're talking about half of america couldn't even agree about the starbucks cup that came out a couple <laughs> years ago okay so like if you really think that you can get everybody together and like will smith this independence day style go for it i'm gonna take my chance with linda down the street being a zombie trying to eat me all right so time to move on to what are you binging why don't you tell us what you've been uh, binging? um you know i've been watching a bunch of the same shows that i've already kind of talked about so 
I've actually been binging a lot of Marvel Strike Force, dude. Uh, it's a, a phone game, and I've been freaking loving it, dude. So I told my uh, my alliance leader, my boy Shadow, my boy Shadowfire, I'd give Hydra Taco Stand the the shout out, dude. That's my alliance, the Hydra Taco <laughs> Stand. So. Uh, shadow shout out, man. Um, told you I would, you've been, uh, you've been listening. So I appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. So yeah, man, I've just been playing way too much of that. So I have to get back on that eventually. Uh, so I've been uh, watching a lot of what I lie to you. I got a new, uh, thing on Amazon. It's called Brit box. Watch a lot of British TV. It's a game show where, uh, three people on each team, they pick a card and some of it is things that they never did. And some of it is things that they've done in their life. They have to read it. And the other team has to see if it's a lie or if it's a truth. And they uh-huh. ask questions and they have to, they have to like be honest and it, or make a lie. This sounds like three truths and a lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a real funny show though. It's a yeah. bunch of, it's always, they have comedians on. So it's not like just random strangers. No, I think yeah. I've heard of it before. Yeah. So, and Drinking a lot of coffee lately, Dude, man. I, I I almost just like doubled up, but I think we doubled up last week on something. Yeah. So I was like, that's kind of now. Tell me if this is weird. I know that it is, but you know, I want to hear it from somebody else as well. We'll make, you know, I've been working from home, so the coffee is mine. Once, you know, Stephanie takes her cup of coffee and goes home. Or goes home. <laughs> goes to <laughs> goes to work. I uh, you know, I'll drink a hot cup of coffee in the morning. But I will drink on that same pot of coffee all day, but I don't like heat it up and warm up the cup. I just drink it cold or I lukewarm. Mean, or is that weird? I mean, people drink cold coffee, I mean, but it's not yeah. iced coffee. I, I use Keurig, so I mean, I can't really speak of that. Yeah, I know when you came to my mom's house, you drank some coffee that was like a week old. Yeah, man, it wasn't just old, dude. Like I, you know, Kyle opened it up and showed me, dude. It was like moldy and stuff. <laughs> And, you know, I only had a sip and obviously I'm not sick and I never got sick out of it. If, if we're being honest, I probably could have drank the whole cup and like, I didn't, I had no idea, dude. It's freaking coffee. You know, my mom usually doesn't use like coffee, like she uses Keurigs. Oh, so like she, I heard it was the, uh, she French presses. Okay. Yeah. She's a French press person. I had had a cup of French press and like, look, I, you know, I'll drink some good coffee, but you know me, I drink black coffee. I'll drink the crappiest coffee you got, or I'll drink the best coffee you got. Really, coffee to me is a means to an end. It's something that I can drink. You know, it tastes like coffee. I don't really it's care. Legal. It's legal. <laughs> you know, like, I don't really care. So, so I almost put that too, but I, you know, I just want, holler at us if I'm, if I'm a, if I'm a crazy idiot. Like, I'm not going to not do it anymore, but like, I do want to know people's opinion about it. Um, my binge uh, for drinks are have you know I haven't really been like everyday binging this or anything, but I got a little box wine drunk the other night, dude. On a box Friday, a day, huh? dude. Yeah, yeah. One <laughs> only one box a day. I had way too many glasses of box wine, and you know I'm not one of those restaurant glasses where it's like oh you know yeah. like a little bitty amount. Like I have like a full glass of wine, dude. I woke up on Saturday morning when we had to help help you move dude at like 620 and like got up and got dressed real quick and got to work by like 630 and dude i had the worst wine headache for like the longest time so um so box wine there you go that's uh that's what i'm that's what i've been binging 
Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right. Puck and play rule when you're behind the nets. You're telling me that they have so much security that they can't say, oh, you're in a section that you're not going to get hit by the net. (laughs) I agree. And I've always said, why not when you're walking in the door, if you have a little area that says, look, I want to sign a waiver that says I'm cool with getting hit in the face by a puck. And then you get like a little badge or something like this guy's cool. Don't mess with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little ridiculous. And I've, I've had many a fight with the, uh, with, with, uh, people that are blocking us from walking up or walking down. It's not as bad in your seats. Cause you can, we can just watch the game from where we are, but like, dude, and I, I guess I get it. Like, Oh, you're going back, you know, to your seats. You're going to block a bunch of people. It's freaking hockey, man. Yeah. You're not missing and that anything, much I feel in like three seconds. It's better to be a moving target because there'll be times sure. like when I'm stuck like in still in like an area where I can get hit. Yeah. But now they've just made it so I can't like I'm stuck in between the the, the ushers. My thing is I'm going to do the same thing I would do at a baseball game and I'm going to try to barehand that bad boy. No question, yeah. dude. No question. Am I going to break my hand potentially? For sure. Am I gonna try to break my hand yeah i'm gonna die for that bad boy not a not a problem great one man great one then some people take it way too seriously and then yeah. some people and I'll, I'll, just speaking on the pucks and play rule you're waiting in line there's like 30 people waiting outside of their seats and some guy decides to like walk in front of everybody and try to go up like yeah bro we're not we're, just you know, hanging we just out. Like, yeah, we just like to stand here. We're not just hanging out in the hallway <laughs> yeah. of the uh, of the arena because we like to be here. Like, what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, mine is the way preseason rankings essentially determine the potential teams in the uh, in the postseason, at least in college football. It's so dumb. Like, dude, if you're ranked number one. And you play a crap schedule, but you never lose, then you're probably gonna be number one. And all that, and I think that's stupid. Like, I think that it, it plays too much of a part early on of like the rankings yeah. and, and who's I've always there, thought there the should end. be no preseason rankings. Yeah, I think that it's. I think that it's stupid. It makes no sense. And I mean, yeah, there's potential ways to rank guys, but like, I think there should be no, there should be no one through 25 until like week four or five. And agreed. then, and then if they you come together do, and then they rank them. If you want to do as a magazine, you know, and do like, oh, these are the yeah. best 25 teams, I think, but like to have an official top ranking before the season, it completely influences something when you're watching a game that has little 12 yeah. beside them playing especially uh, number when seven. it's college there's high there's turnover rate on these players yeah well i mean that's a little bit of what they're looking at but like at alabama is gonna be perennially ranked high and they have to lose multiple games in order to not be in it i mean how many times have we sat and alabama has lost one of the last three games of the season and like we're talking about how alabama what needs to happen so alabama doesn't get to the playoff it's stupid. They yeah. they were ranked high all the way through the year, and now they're still ranked high because they were ranked high, 
and they played another team that was ranked high. Like, look, I am a SEC truther. I think the best football in the country is played in the SEC. But because everybody thinks that, and all and on all the SEC teams are ranked super high because they have to play SEC teams, and they have to. It just doesn't. It it makes it makes people be able to argue. Well, Georgia was number you know, ended up number four because they started number two and they lost two games. And, you know, like I, so I just think that no preseason rankings would be a great way to actually make these guys, make these people uh, the, on the, on the playoff committee and make Condoleezza Rice <laughs> watch all of the, all of the football games. If you want to determine yeah. who's the best, like, dude, you want to be on the, on the committee if you told me I get to be on the college football playoff committee and all I had to do was just watch every single college football game, I'd say, where do I sign up, buddy? I'm in, you know? So yeah. So as much as I love college football and as much as it helps me as a fan, as an SEC fan, I think it's silly. Yeah. Customer service in general, but when you are calling customer service and you're dealing with the menu system and then you get hung up on, first off, I've been dealing with Comcast from my mom getting her set up with internet. That's your fault. My yeah, no, I've already told her we're switching from Comcast after this contract. It's horrible. You call for a simple after your forty-five year contract. You guys are out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling just to because the, they literally the guy hands me pieces says call this number in like an hour to get to finish the stuff. I'm like okay, and I, then he left. Yeah, and you trusted him. Oh, I knew what was gonna come. This is you. This I, is your well, first off, the installer was such an asshole. I asked him, so he had a time, a window from uh, ten to twelve. I get there at nine thirty. He's already there, like working on something on the street. I'm like, cool. He's actually here early. What do you know? Then he comes to like, he's like, had him like, he's like, hey, I'm all in. I'm like, cool. Can you just like, can you test an Ethernet port inside for me, make sure it's working? And he's like, oh, actually, I can't. I gotta get to my next appointment. It's eleven o'clock, dude. You still got an hour. Your window was from 10 to 12. What are you, you doing? Have a window, dude. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, actually, no, I can't. And then he just bolts. So then I call the number and it's a menu with options. That I, and I'm like, speak to representatives. It's like, ooh, tell me what you need. To, tell me why. Tell me what you need first. And six. And then and then I finally. And then I, I always have to do this. I'm like. You would like an appointment with a Taiwanese hooker. <laughs> if that is correct, press one. And I'm like, I mean, one. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> speak to representative. This is separate from one another. OK, <laughs> is the Taiwanese hooker going to be able to connect me with you guys after I set up the appointment? <laughs> yeah. Does this continue? No, but, I, I agree. And but. then there are many times like I they like I'm on hold and then just hung up on you. And you can and you can you know when it's not just call loss. You can hear that click and click. And, they the just biggest, hung up on you. and the biggest thing also with that is. These are, I mean, you know, obviously lots of people have to call customer service and, you know, the lines are busy or whatever. It is a completely different story of like a situation where like I'm paying for this service. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially since we're a business account, we pay, we give you a lot more money than just right. someone with regular cable or internet. Yeah. So I would have just taken out customer service menu hangups and just put in. Comcast and that yeah. would have been that would have covered it all. Um so mine is and I don't even I don't I haven't decided if I'm gonna explain the right way or I'm just gonna let people that know the right way know. Putting your toilet paper on the wrong way snaps my stick. What's the right way, Bobby? Under. Where you pull it out from the underside? Yeah. What do you uh communist dude no you pull it down no yeah what are you a yeah, psychopath bro. dude no you're it a pulls, psychopath it breaks all the time 
how hard are you pulling toilet paper, bro? Like, <laughs> you don't you don't let it come. And so you're saying like you want the sheet to come out from the backside yeah. to under? No, dude. How does that not break more? That definitely breaks. It more. It definitely breaks less. No way, dude. You're pulling it way too hard, man. I mean, I don't know, but what I'm telling you is I, not to mention, it just flows better. Just so you know, no, it doesn't flow better at all. That is not accurate at all. But just so you know, if I come to a home and you've put it on wrong, I think I actually have done it at your mom's house before. I'll flip it, dude. I don't care. I don't care. If that gets me kicked out of your house forever, Listen, man, I'll I use take it however it. the help puts it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's the over, bro. It's the over. I'm so glad that I said this because you're absolutely wrong, dude. Under? Are no, you kidding? No, it's under. Are you kidding? No. No. I, I didn't really, I really didn't think that this was going to be what ended the podcast but, but let me be honest with you when i because i rarely put toilet paper i i put it like on a i put it on next to it like you on, said it i yeah. said it you leave so, the roll so most on. of the time i put my finger in it and i just <laughs> but when it's on i just do whatever i think megan doesn't really care she puts it on one way or the other and i just use um, it okay so that's even worse to me okay because you gotta have a preference okay look you're wrong i mean put i have a under. preference but i'm not gonna take it See? off and change it that's what preference. i'm saying you're you're putting it but every time you would put it on you would put it on the same way yeah just under. putting it on randomly like a madman are you <laughs> kidding me megan are you kidding me that's worse to me that's worse look you're wrong but she's way wrong like pick a side buddy because we i didn't know you didn't know this was a war dude we there's a constant battle I personally between feel like overs. it's like this is just a big scam by a big toilet paper holder. Why don't I just place it next to the toilet and just pick it up and use it? Why do you need to, uh, why do you need to have it hang in there? Because then you got to like handle the toilet paper every time. And like, then you don't know who's been handling the toilet. I mean, I, yeah, like, look, bro, do you, do you want a, a rest stop at your house? <laughs> How many you, people are handling your toilet paper? You come over here every once <laughs> yeah. in a while, buddy. And apparently you're a freaking animal when it comes to the toilet paper, dude. <laughs> Just know, I'll come to your house. Your toilet paper's on wrong. For my opinion, I'm going to flip it. Okay. And, and I, will, I probably won't even notice it, to be honest. And see, that's wrong, bro. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna fight him. Well, I'm I'll notice it and be like, well, this broke easily. Someone did it the wrong way. <laughs> I don't see. What do you mean? Like, how are you? Like, you have to be, like, ripping and shredding this toilet paper. I feel like it rolls off the roll easier First from the off, top. You're doing t- do, you, do you pull with two hands? Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? You go, whoof. You take one See, hand and that's push what it. you're that's what I mean, I don't pull with two hands, but like I pull it like an adequate amount, like slowly off. Like I don't just like I'm not like fighting the toilet paper. It's needing to help <laughs> me, bro. Like I just need to slide it off. I would be I, I think you're going to be very surprised the amount of people that are like one way or the other on this, bro. So holler at Bobby on your on his Twitter and tell him that there's a right way to do it. I don't care if you tell him it's my way. Just tell him there's a right way so he knows that we're all out there. You know, this is like the freaking X-Files, dude. Listen, like, I'm on the internet. There. I realize that people know that there's one way. Like, they believe that their own way of doing it. Right. But I think that, like, you don't realize that this is, like, a big thing. Like, people have a m- massive opinion. I need to check out our toilet paper Reddit. <laughs> I would imagine there would be one. Hold on. Let me Google this. Dude, it is like... I I put right way to put on and the first one's mask. So that's good. That's nice. (laughs) But the second one, toilet paper. (laughs) So what is it? What is the, what is of all you should know there's, Oh, I really hope this doesn't mess with me here (laughs) because there's a documented way to place the toilet paper on the older. (laughs) 
First of all, you should know that there's a documented correct way to place the toilet paper on the holder, which is the over position. Fake news. Fake news. Seriously, (laughs) that 1891 patent for the toilet paper roll literally states that the end of the roll should be hanging off the exterior. So there's that. So like, but obviously I hear what you're saying. People have a preference, but like. It is such a big thing that there is literally a Maxim.com th- article I think about it. One of the issues is that, like, okay, I have a very old house. My house was built in, like, the early 60s. So the toilet paper holder is very small. Rolls nowadays are these ginormous triple-size quadruple rolls. So when it's over, it gets snug, it gets snug on the sides of it. Yeah, when okay. it's on the under, it doesn't get snug as much. So, that's why I think it's ripping more, see, because it's too big a, of a roll for the little teeny 1960s people who, I guess, had little poops. They had small poop. They didn't have, they didn't know. And see, you know, like, but that is a, that is a reason why you're doing it one way. If you the have right your way. druthers, the, no, <laughs> no, the documented wrong way, the document, the, there's a freaking patent body anarchy man anarchy. the dude that invented this said this is the right way and i'm not saying that people can do things can't do things their own way but there is a right way it's you know yeah. 1891 bobby they wrote down like seven things and toilet paper was one of them okay all right it's time to wrap this up wrap it up dude i'm sick of you i'm done with this all right guys uh we will see you next week all right peace Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.